podcast people welcome back to pod sound school's first bonus episode today i'm excited to interview jessica stansberry jessica is a youtube celebrity who just surpassed 30,000 subscribers on her channel and i can see why after just watching one of her videos about how to start a podcast i proceeded to fall down a jessica video hole and watch many of her videos all of which i found highly useful Jessica's friendly and fresh look, her ability to convey information in an easy-to-grasp manner, and the valuable content of her videos got me hooked immediately. And of course, I had to subscribe and get a hold of her and see if she'd be willing to come down to the Pod Sound School and talk podcasting with us. Jessica's videos are short, they're full of useful and practical information, from how to become an entrepreneur with videos like Broke to Business Owner, How to Start a Business, Work in Your Pajamas, and How Can I Make More Money Online, to how to get organized and focus your energy on things that matter with videos like How to Plan and Organize Your Life, My Work-Life Balance, and my favorite one, Let Your Haters Be Your Motivators. Jessica is a digital marketing strategist for entrepreneurs, a blogger, and a mother of two. And she does all of this while she runs her business from home. She has experience with podcasting, a handful of great podcasting videos on her channel that all have some great insights. So without further ado, let's get to my interview with Jessica. Jessica, thanks so much for talking with me at the Pod Sound School today. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited you're here too. And I just have to tell you, I love your YouTube channel. Oh, thank you. What I especially love is your upbeat attitude and easy to grasp info. For me, your videos are just so uplifting and they reinforce this idea that, yeah, I can do this. It is possible for me to make something happen with my dreams. Yeah. And I just really relate to many of your videos. Well, thank you so much. That's been one of my main like goals is to be, because that's the type of person I am anyway. So I'm like, I want that to come across on camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it totally does come across and it's very contagious, you know, and I just feel like the world needs more people like you in it so that we can go for our dreams and, you know, quit our day jobs. Yeah. So anyhow, I know you have a collection of videos on the topic of podcasting mm -hmm. and there are obviously a lot of reasons why someone would want to start a podcast. But one reason I find very interesting is business owners and entrepreneurs. You have a video called How a Podcast Can Help You Grow Your Business. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So from 2015, late 2015 to actually just this past January, I hosted, co-hosted a podcast called All Up in Your Lady Business. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. And it was great. It was, we interviewed other female entrepreneurs and towards the end, we got to where we were interviewing guys too. Cause we were like, Hey, there's some really amazing guys out in the world that we need to bring onto the show. <laughs> but that's actually something I chose to step back from in January because it just wasn't it wasn't leading sales anymore for me. It had been, but it wasn't anymore. My YouTube channel was just vastly bigger mm -hmm. and was leading more sales. But for entrepreneurs, anytime we can connect with a different audience in a different way and be able to get that press piece, right? Like I have a podcast, I have a YouTube channel, I wrote a book. Those are all things that like, look at me and how cool I am, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's also a really good way to network. And, you know, you have a podcast and you reach out to somebody and they're like, hey, can you be on my podcast like you did today with me, right? Uh -huh. 
And I didn't know you before we got on this podcast, but now we friends. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's one of those things where we you can network and build out your your content library and then also build out your funnels and add freebies into episodes. And it's just a massively productive thing to do for a business owner. And it just is kind of up there with YouTube and all of those things. Mm, yeah, I totally agree. And I, it's something actually doing research for the show I found to be very interesting is how much business owners are choosing to start podcasts as a way to grow and promote their business. But for those aside from business owners that have podcasts, Let's say they already have recorded and launched their podcast, and now they want to find listeners and reach out to the world. Um, do you have any ideas about how they could use social media to promote their show? Yeah, of course. The first thing I would say, though, is to get high profile guests and have them share your show. Like that's going to be these people that already have a big audience and then they can share it on their audience and that kind of snowballs. That's huge. We did that a lot when we were first starting. We had some pretty big, big quote unquote people (laughs) who would come on the show and then they had this big audience they could share it with and it just snowballed from there. But if you know someone who is writing an article or a blog post on their top 10 podcast for insert niche here, right? Top 10 podcast for female entrepreneurs, top 10 podcast for business owners, whatever, then see if you can network with them a little bit and get on that list. The other thing is to run Facebook ads to your episodes. Hmm. And this is something I have actually heard Amy Porterfield say that she wishes she would have done more um, in the beginning of her podcast because you can easily, with all the tools that are out there nowadays, like Wave, Wave is one of my favorite tools for podcasting. It makes it a pretty little image. It gives you those little squiggly lines for when you have audio and then you layer it behind that and it's really easy. It's a program built for it. And when we first started doing that, by the way, I did it all by myself in like Photoshop and then Wave (laughs) came out and I was like, yes, I'm signing up for this. And now there's several other programs I think that do it. Uh But those things could easily be put on Facebook. They're technically a video. Facebook favors videos. So then there you've got like an added benefit. And now you can run an ad to it to the exact audience that you want to see it. That's really powerful. Oh, that does sound powerful and also simple. You know, I'm going to have to check out Amy Porterfield and Wave. Um, And something that that Wave app and making videos made me think of is how maybe podcasters might overlook using YouTube for their podcast. Um, What are your thoughts on that? So I have have very mixed thoughts on this. Um, So (laughs) I'll give you all of them. Oh, great. One... (laughs) I think YouTube is good for anybody. If you're putting out content into the world and you're not using YouTube to kind of pad the content, give it more SEO benefits, get it, you know, ranking higher in Google because Google will rank content higher if it has a corresponding YouTube video. If you're not doing that, you're missing the boat. However, we still have to make the platform happy. Hmm. So, Facebook, for instance, doesn't like it when you link off to another social platform. Um, Neither does really any of them. LinkedIn, any of them don't like when you link off to other platforms. YouTube likes for people to comment. They like for it to be a more polished video. The users of YouTube don't really like to watch live content on YouTube, repurposed on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So yes, I think it should be used for podcasters, especially But 
two, just putting up a video, kind of like what I was talking about with the a stagnant image mm-hmm. with the, yep. you know, whatever, and the audio behind it is not really playing nicely to the platform, what they want. So I would encourage you to almost make a different type of video that can go up there. You'll notice that people who have a big YouTube channel and also have podcasts are not cross-producing their their content Mm. because they're trying to make each platform happy. Um, Pat Flynn's a really good example of this. Pat has the smart passive income podcast. It's like, you know, world known millions of downloads. And he also now has a pretty large YouTube channel and he does not put his podcast episodes on his YouTube channel because he knows that they wouldn't perform well. Okay. So you kind of have to dance around it, but I do think it's useful if done in the right way. Hmm. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. Um, The one thing I was reading was that even if you are just going to use a stagnant image, like you said, with the the waveforms on it or some subtitles on it, that even that would at least help you with your SEO. That's what I was going to say. So yes, it does help SEO in theory (laughs) and in actuality, actually. It does help SEO to have, let's say, a blog post with a certain set of keywords being targeted and a YouTube video with those keywords being targeted and embedding that video, et cetera. Mm. That does help. However, if the video is not performing well on YouTube because it's not the right format, because people are not watching it, whatever that reason is, then it actually isn't going to help because Google is going to be like, eh, that video is not performing well on YouTube, so why even show it? Ah, okay. So it's kind of, it is in theory, it does work. Hmm. Okay. But in practice, it has to be a little different. Okay, it has to be a little different. So maybe it would be better at first uh, if people aren't going to go to the lengths of making uh, a different type of YouTube video that their time might better be spent uh, focusing on other social media like Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, mm-hmm. or maybe just doing little short trailers of their podcast as videos. I think so. And I'm a lover of YouTube. So I, I think if that's the options, right? Like you're not going to produce a video type of video, you know, to go Mm -hmm. on YouTube, then definitely. Um, The other option is to record it with both platforms in mind. So knowing that people are going to be listening, but also watching Mm -hmm. and taking the time to create an intro for both, you know, like you're going to create an intro for this episode that you're going to read, you know, and piece in front of my episode. Mm -hmm doing kind of a similar thing on YouTube where you're sitting there and you're like, hey, so have you ever wondered how to do X, Y, and Z today? That's what we're going to talk about. And giving it more of a YouTube format with the same content being in there. Okay, so maybe the same content or shortened content, or I I guess the other option would be to film yourself podcasting, whether it's just you or a group of friends or an interview that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And your audience might really like to see the creators of the content that they're listening to and get to know them better. Totally. And behind the scenes videos are great. So, I mean, anything like that is always good. And you wouldn't even have to put the whole episode, right? Just kind of piece it together. Gary V is a really good example of this because he does um, those call-ins. I don't know what he calls them. I forget what he calls them, but he'll do those. And it's just a video of him in his office taking a call that you could have heard on his podcast, but now it's a little more interesting and it's not the whole call. He usually pieces it together. So yeah, there's, there's ways around it, but definitely 
make the platform happy. Mm, okay. That's the biggest thing on, on all platforms, Facebook, iTunes, YouTube, whatever, make the platform happy. Okay, so make the platform happy uh, and then, you know, do a little research. You mm -hmm. know, maybe visit your channel, of course. Definitely visit my channel. <laughs> yes, definitely visit your channel. There's tons of information in there that uh, people can learn as far as expanding their reach. You know, you're going to be recording these episodes anyway. You're going to be spending the time and effort putting together the content for your show. You may as well reach more people. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of brings me to another idea that I think it's common for some people just to view their podcast as, as just a hobby, you know, as, as something that isn't really going to go anywhere. Uh, it's just kind of something fun to do with their friend on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. But I think that maybe some of those people might just need an extra push or might need to change their outlook a little bit to see, you know, I mean, you're already putting work into it anyway. Why not make a little extra money on the side? Why not think of yourself maybe as having more of an audience or a voice that needs to be heard? Yeah. So one of the biggest things that happened for me in my business. So like I said, I started my business to stay at home with my baby. So it was just like, eh, if I make enough to like pay my car payment, you know, I'm good. Like it wasn't ever a big deal how much money I made back mm. then because we didn't really need it in the way that we needed to pay for groceries or whatever. Yeah. So I always thought of my business as a side hobby, right? Like it was a side hustle. It was a hobby. It was, and I didn't like to think of it, like if you would ask me then, I would have never said I have a hobby. You know, I would have been like, I own a business. But thinking back on it now, I know that in my head, it was always that thing on the side. Mm. It was, it made a little money. It made, you know, it let me be able to stay at home, but that was it. There was a huge change in my business when I started thinking of myself as a CEO and I started thinking of my business as an actual business and not a hobby. Uh, huge. Just the thought. like, <laughs> And so it's amazing how our brains work, you know? Yeah. Huge, is. huge change. And I will honestly say that the thing that helped me make that change was listening to podcasts. Hmm. I would... Somehow I stumbled down a rabbit hole. I don't remember how now, but it was like a not business podcast that I found first. And I loved it. And I was like, oh, I love listening to this. Let me find some more. And then I found a business one and, you know, went down the rabbit hole. And I was hearing people talking about making, you know, six figures a year. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> why am I not doing this? I'm cool. Why am I not doing this? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, it really like lit a fire under me to change my mindset and be like, I can do this. And so if somebody needs that right now, like somebody like Pat Flynn, literally is making a seven figure income because he has a podcast, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like all of, uh, there's a lot of people who are doing that. So just know that like, this is the kick in the butt you need to do that. But also know that there's tons of different ways to make money from podcasts. So if, you know, if they're like, Oh, I don't want to create a course or I don't want to sell, sell that thing. Uh -huh. There are people making huge chunks of money from affiliate income. Like I say, my podcast was going for about three years mm -hmm. and we were making about $2,000 a month just for the podcast, hmm. just from affiliates. Okay. And I mean, that's a decent, that's like not bad money, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, that's just what we're trying to encourage here at the Pod Sound School is just to help people believe in themselves, you know, help people Take a leap. Try something new. You know, the interwebs are out. There yeah. are people who are going to love you. You know, you, only you have the unique voice you have. And you should really share it with people. Totally. 
And it's, I think a lot of times people feel shamed for wanting to do something that feels self-preserving, if you will. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I want to start a YouTube channel. You know, like I want to see myself on video all the time. (laughs) And that's really not what it is. You know, you just Uh have to have the confidence to put it out there. I live in literally the smallest town in the world. I ain't even playing. (laughs) Um, So small. And when I first started my business, and then when I started a podcast, and then when I started a YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. people thought I was crazy. (laughs) And I will tell you too, that the difference that I was getting like feedback wise from my local area when I was just a mom who had a business on the side, right? Mm -hmm. Air quotes. (laughs) Versus when that switch changed, and I was CEO, and I had a business is huge. I mean, huge. People are like, wow, like you should talk to Jessica. And I never got that before, you know? So it's a confidence thing. You have to have the confidence to do what you need to do to get out there. And then you have to be confident in it once you do it. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Amen. And that can be really difficult to do. Um, One thing I was going to talk to you about was how I found you, uh, because this is the beginner season, season one, I Googled how to start a podcast. I know. <laughs> and I am second to Pat yes. Flynn. And I was like, yes, <laughs> eat my dust. I love how excited you are about it. <laughs> you know, so then I went down the Jessica video wormhole, you know? Yep. And yeah. And then I got a hold of you and here we are. Yes. And yeah. So I think that that just speaks volumes to your your SEO wizardry, <laughs> you know? So for those of us who don't know what SEO is, what is SEO? And, you know, how can we use that to promote our podcasts? Yeah, so SEO is search engine optimization. So essentially it is the short term for the things we do to make Google and YouTube and any other search engine find us. So it's the things that we do with keywords and, you know, the right type of content, that kind of thing to make Mm. Google see that like we're the content it should show when someone searches for a term. Mm -hmm. And the really big trick here is that a lot of times people go after search terms that are big, like how to start a podcast is a pretty big one. I forget how much search a month it has, but it was a lot. I could have never been the number two video to show up for that two years ago. Mm. I didn't have a big enough audience. Mm. Google and YouTube and Pinterest for that matter, any kind of search engine that this is how they work, they you are going to show up higher for higher competitive terms the bigger your audience gets. So a lot of times people get stuck in like, I want to be found for how to start a podcast. Well, that's great. But right now you have no audience. So let's get you found for smaller things, grow your audience and then build up to that. So that's a big piece that a lot of people don't get is like they want to be found for this big thing. And that's not really possible. The other thing is that SEO is not, it's not a magic pill. You know, it really does take research and it's something that I think you can really teach yourself and get really get better at on your own. But it comes down to keywords that you can rank for, you know, and 
just going after those and going after things that you know people are asking. Like I knew people were saying like, how do I start a podcast? How to start a podcast? So let's see if I can get um, found for that. And again, two years ago, there's no way. But now I have a big enough audience. I have enough website viewers a month. I have enough YouTube subscribers and all of that to where I can rank higher. So then that, it just kind of grows. It grows on its own. It's almost like a self-automated SEO thing. But my biggest tip would be really listening to your audience and or your prospective audience. Like maybe you don't have an audience yet, but you know a couple of people who fit who you want to talk to. Uh Ask them what they want to know and then go to Google and search and see how that those people are phrasing it when they go to Google with it. Because that's the biggest thing. I use a tool called Keywords Everywhere. And it's a Chrome extension and it's great. Um, But basically all it does is when you're typing into Google, it will populate how many searches a month the term has, how competitive it is and how much it would cost you to run a Google ad for it, Mm. Um, which I always just ignore that number because I'm not going to run Google ads. But I can see how many times something is searched a month and see if I want to go after it. Like at my audience size right now, I ain't going after something that's searched like a million times a month. I will (laughs) never be found for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, I think that kind of helps to demystify the SEO term a little bit. Um, And when you talk about keywords everywhere, I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, That also makes me think about, you made a video in partnership with Jillian Perkins. And I can't remember if it was you or her, but you talked about, I think it was called TubeBuddy. Mm -hmm. TubeBuddy. There's another one called VidIQ. And my good friend Jeremy would punch me if I don't mention them too, because he he just took on a big role in their company. He's like, you need to start mentioning VidIQ more. Because they're both great. And all of the big level YouTubers that like really get into the nerdy, nerdy side of YouTube, they're using vidIQ over TubeBuddy. But I think they're both great tools. You can go to that tool, type in something, and it will populate whether that's a good thing to do a video on, what the tags should be if you do that. Now, I will say there's nothing better than man-made brain power, but it's a good place to start. <laughs> Yes, that makes sense, you know, and yeah. uh, speaking of brain power, I wish that I could just pick your brain uh, for another half an hour, but I think our time together is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, though, for me and for our listeners, you have a YouTube channel that is just plentiful with information uh, that we can learn more on very easily yeah. with some nice, short and easy to understand videos. And I just want to thank you so much for your time today, Jessica, and Where can people find you online? If you will Google me, you will find me. (laughs) Um, But basically, I always like to say I like to hang out on YouTube. And from there, you can find me everywhere else. So my name is just Jessica Stansberry on YouTube. On Instagram, it's Jessica, (laughs) J-E-S-S-C-U-H, Stansberry, because that's how people say the name Jessica. And yeah, I hang out on Instagram and YouTube. Those are my two main platforms. All right. Sounds good. And I've hit the bell on your YouTube channel. So I will be reminded of your future posts. And I actually just got a post today and I'm really looking forward to your future work. Keep at it. Thank you. I'm just so excited that you stopped by today. It's just uh, unreal. Yeah, no, it is not unreal. (laughs) I am a hot mess. I just got here from the gym. That's what you got. (laughs) But I'm super thankful that you had me on today. I'm, I'm always love doing podcasts and one of my favorite things. There you have it, podcast maniacs. Thanks for listening. We are so excited to have you here with us. 
While you are here listening please press that subscribe button and give us a rating. Also make sure to come see us at our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash PodSoundSchool. Our Overachievers Club gives you access to all sorts of tasty extras and it really helps our community keep growing, get better, and helping each other grow. Stay tuned Pod Doggies. Thank you.